You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Woo, fellas, how's it feel to have Tom back on the podcast? I mean, I mean, we have <laughs> us three, and then you brought a guest as well. I, I, I feel over- like we're like, I don't know what's going on, D. I'm overachieving. I don't. I, I'm going <laughs> I'm to I'm be honest with you. I don't know why he's on this podcast, to be <laughs> honest with you. I don't know why you invited him. It ain't like he made a tournament or anything. The oh, ones who made the tournament need to be the ones okay. that's on here right now. Memphis, AC, one, the AAC. That's who we need to be I, talking I, about. I Why that. are we talking about these fucking losers that didn't even make the tournament? Y'all didn't oh, talk about it. Didn't oh, make the tournament. I, I can't say anything because uh, Louisville won four games this year. <laughs> We're not talking about you. We're talking about this guy that clearly thinks that his shit doesn't stink because he's wearing his North Carolina hat. Like, I, you need to flip it upside down. Maybe y'all rally in some of these games y'all lost this year. Hey, hey, hey D, how many national championships does Memphis have? How many national championships have you seen with your own eyes? Or are you still living in the past, you Cowboys fan? <laughs> Cowboys fan, so let's see. I guess 2017 <laughs> is like the past. Right? So we're talking, what, six years ago? That's what you live in. What have you done for me lately? Now imagine if your wife, the last time she had sex what with you, you was in seventeen. Lately, was playing the national championship game last. Time you had it I would say was still pretty good. I ain't never had it, so I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know what I'm missing. Right. So, so let, that's why I'm here. So that way we can have somebody talk about championships that got to. What, I never seen. I, I, I witnessed Louisville win a championship. Well, that, that, that's why you're that's why you're a perfect person to be on this podcast to talk about it, Gary. You you know what it's like when your team just doesn't quite live up to expectations. Correct. Hey, here's the question. Long time, you are solely responsible. <laughs> Everything that happens to this young man, because I don't like right. how he at the portal. He <laughs> entered the portal like he was a top recruit and didn't give a damn about the school that he going to right now. You know what? You with the times, man. You with the times. You got it. What I, I want to ask y'all is because when uh, I don't know if y'all heard or not, but Carolina got invited to the NIT tournament and turned it down. And so obviously we got a bunch of boys from Carolina. We got a group chat uh, with all of our friends. Our f- group chat was blowing up with all the different opinions on whether or not that was a good look for North Carolina. So I want to hear y'all's opinion. Is Carolina too good? To be playing the NIT, or is or is that a? I can't believe you turned down an opportunity to play more basketball. What y'all's insight on that? I had to bring the number one Tar Heel fan I know, and he just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Sandrews, the For big sure. thirty-five old ass. But go ahead, whoa, and tell whoa, me what whoa. you feel. Me and D are older than him, so you can't say look, that. Man. Yeah. Look, look, hey, I, but, I, but you I'm... two, but you two, black don't crack, so y'all are good. True, true, you know true. <laughs> Hey, he's a what? Look, two, see, two, see, that's, that's what y'all doing today. Let's tell you something. That, 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 that so South African goes a long way. This, hey, West African. West African. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this podcast going to go to the shit. I can tell <laughs> already. So, North Carolina turning down the NIT. Uh, it's very interesting because this is the perfect example. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Um, 
we've seen this time and time again uh, at these universities like North Carolina. You look at uh, the other schools like Duke that has this prestigious basketball background. There's nothing else. There's no other athletics there. It's just basketball. Y'all only come alive during basketball season. You North Not Carolina seasonal fans. Shut up, Tom. It's on me. It's on me, Tom. You <laughs> shut the hell up because you brought him on here. You are responsible for this. Okay? So you bring a North Carolina fan on here because North Carolina turned down a second opportunity because they didn't get a first. So it didn't work out the first time. They wasn't good enough to be in the 65. They wasn't good enough to have a playing game. A a damn player, even LeBron prospered in the bubble. But, you know, we ain't going to talk about that. We're going back to North Carolina. North Carolina. So we, we, we look at teams like Memphis. We look at teams like Houston. We look at other teams that are, you know, the, the light is shining on them. And then what does North Carolina do? Say, you know what? How can we be relevant? What can we do to keep our name in the newspaper? What can we do to show everybody else that we are better than them? Even though we're not, what do I do? I pull out of the NIT tournament, make headlines, and now we're talking about their players again and their fans. So congratulations, because without them doing that, you wouldn't have had your ass on this podcast. So congratulations, (laughs) brother. I'm clapping this up for you. Y'all are doing y'all job as fans, as a team, and as everything your coaches are doing over there. Congratulations on this. Y'all deserve this. This fame that y'all getting for pulling out of the the NIT, the second best tournament, or the only other tournament, I guess, if you will, because the y'all not, in, the not invited tournament. in '65. We get it. So I'll let tournament. I'll let you respond, and then I will give my my thoughts after you, Sandro. Okay, so I I, I listen to the podcast, so I, I know kind of how you guys like to debate and argue, and I keep track of some of the things you guys say. So first of all, I would kind of like to say this about seasonal fans. You're looking at a, uh, a, se- a season ticket holder for football. Okay. You're looking at a guy who goes to every baseball can- game he can go to, mm-hmm. who who pays for ESPN Plus to watch lacrosse. Okay. That's high, terrible. Field hockey. Okay. Well, hey, that's that's what I like. I'm I'm a, I'm a North Carolina. Yeah, I, I like fan. it. I like it. Chris, we don't need to hear about how you're. We don't need to hear about how you're irresponsible with your money paying for lacrosse. It's okay. Hey, hey, <laughs> I thought that was one of them walk-in sports. <laughs> bottom bottom line. Bottom yeah. line is is this. You so, only come live in basketball season. We got it. No, hey, that's our that's our staple. Truth be told, we're a we're a women's sports school. We're actually the best women's soccer team of all time, and it's not even close. We're the best women's field hockey team of all time. Not even close. So, yes, basketball is the is the cash crop, if you will. But at the same time, North Carolina thrives in much more than basketball. So throw what? some respect on our name for our other programs. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay, right. Dr. So, Sue. So okay. So now, so now that you know where I'm coming from, and I'm not speaking from a place of ignorance. Go ahead. I will be happy to kind of like – inform you of some of the things that kind of go on within the program and the way most fans kind of feel about our athletic situation. Okay. So I do feel this North Carolina has played in the NIT before. Um, It's not like we have missed. We've always made the NCAA tournament. 
we've missed it. We've had some years where we have not been good from North Carolina standards. And we're living that year now. We're living that year now. I mean, you don't have to remind. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. The cool thing about it, D, I'm not one of those fans that has blind fandom like you guys like to call. You mean like time? Like time? (laughs) We will will get into that about other things another day. Okay. But but, but I want to keep it to the subject at hand because this is a tough pill to swallow, just being a fan, um, knowing what this team's potential was. Now, you can ask anybody who watched Carolina, and I've I've said this last year, that we are returning the same team that was a bubble team a year ago. And we went on this fabulous run, and we did some things that people didn't think we would do. We, we beat Coach K at his last game in Cameron Indoor. Huge game. Then the unthinkable happens, and North Carolina actually pairs up with Duke in the NCAA tournament for the first time ever. And we whooped that ass then, too. And then we played in the national championship game and was up 16 at halftime. And the reality is that that team went in at halftime and they just never came back out because we ended up losing that game. How they, they lost me money. How, how the? They, they, I had them to win it at all in my bracket and they lost me okay. money. How the? Did you? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. All right. So, so you look at what has uh, transpired in the past with uh, NCAA basketball, right? There's only been a handful of teams who have lost the NCAA tournament, the, or lost the championship game the year prior, and come back the next year to win it. North Carolina's done it twice. They did it in 81, and then they came back to win in 82, and then they did it in 2016 and came back to win in 2017. So by just the mere presence of history repeating itself in sports, we've seen it time and time again, that put a big bullseye on our back. You guys are the number one team, and you're returning everybody, and we expect you to make a run. And and there was times where we looked good. People forget we took Alabama to a quadruple overtime game, just didn't quite get it done, right? So the team has showed flashes of being good. But the bottom line is, you look at all the metrics, when you're shooting 30-some percent from three, it's going to be awfully hard to win ball games. All the games where they shot above 35%, they've won every single one. Well, we shot 33%, I believe, on the year. Somewhere in that in that range. Andrew, we don't give a damn what the percentage was, bro. We don't give a damn about your numbers. We don't, we don't talk about numbers on here, man. Let me tell you what you said, dude. I'm going to cut you off right there because you bored as hell. You were just like North Carolina this year. Year. You know how you started your conversation off St. Andrews? This is what you said. We were a bubble team a year ago, but you're in the national championship down, I mean, up 16 and a half. That doesn't sound like a fucking bubble team to me. What it sounds like is, is that y'all was smelling y'all own shit last year, thought y'all was going to cruise through this year and got your ass busted and you humbled over there. That's why you looking sick. That's why you got your hat on in the dark over there because you don't want your face to be shown because y'all suck. Y'all suck. Bro. You knew y'all were better than the bubble team. You see that, Gary? You see how he started? We were a bubble team. So, Paul, real quick. I believe our So, I got a question. I got a question because uh, I will say, like D was saying, you were giving us all the numbers, but the whole question was, how do you feel about them turning down NIT? 
Hey, well, I don't I'm, hear building, I'm building into it. I'm okay. building into it. You sound like time is, every time he talks about Yeah, You're no different. Y'all got to remember. Y'all got to remember. We grew up watching Dragon Ball Z where it took six episodes to get a Kamehameha out. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But the bottom line is, is you can't tell a story without telling the story. So well, you can tell it without 33% shooting from the field. You can do that shit. Right. You can do that. So, so let me get there. Let me get there. So... So when you come into this thing and you're the number one team, you're expected to win it. Bubble and team. Bottom line. Bubble team. A year. Bubble team. Bubble team a year ago. Yes. And you, you don't you don't get it you don't get it done. Okay. You got a team with juniors and seniors. You're not talking about freshmen and sophomores. You're not talking about building a team. You're talking about you had a team that was able that should have been able to get it done, and they didn't. So when you are not living up to the standard and you're not playing for a national championship, but you have the talent to potentially go pro in, uh, in your sport and you're not playing for anything. Do you play postseason games? They don't do it. The stars don't do it in football. And I know for a fact, you guys are like, I'm okay with them. Sitting Man, I've got no problem if, with that. Is that because what you was going with this? If they get, if they get hurt. Is that what you was going with this? The premise is the same. That if Man, if you don't get your ass off this podcast, you're not playing for Man, I thought you had something. If you're not playing I, for anything, then that's why your you angle? That is my angle. <laughs> so like, hey, I know for I know for a fact you guys being professional athletes, playing football as long as you did, if that money ain't right. You boys ain't. No, th- that's not what we're. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about individuals making individual decisions. We're talking about an institution making that decision for them. Because here's what the problem is, Andrew. I'm I'm sorry, Gary, because he's making me. I haven't mad. got to talk yet. I know. I, I know. He's making me mad. He's making me mad because this is what the problem is. If anything, as fans, y'all need to be pissed off because here's the problem. Those kids that y'all are seeing right now, you're gonna have to pay. Way more money to see them in the NBA than you would going to an NIT. So that's cheaper for fans to go see their favorite players. So for you to say what you just said, you really don't give a damn about the other fans. So you really just care about the team and the players now. Are you serious? You, you, do you want to know what the do you want to know what the sources coming out of North Carolina are? You guys weren't you guys weren't on Twitter today. I, I assume. No. The, the team, the team unanimously, well, I wouldn't say unanimously, anonymously is the word I'm looking for. They, they voted to not accept this invitation. This was a player decision. So, so here's my thoughts. I think. Do they get the same? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. So I think it's a soft look by North Carolina, the institution, not the players. The players can choose to opt out if they want to. The, the team itself should have, should accept NIT. And because they they need to make up for something. Now the players that are NBA ready, they're going to go to the NBA. If they choose to stop, that's fine. But the team can still do it. It's the same thing in college football. I'm not a proponent of college teams choosing not to play in a bowl game. Now I'm fine. The players choose to sit out, but the team should because that brings in money for the school and it helps the whole school. And your fans should have something to look forward to. To me, it's a soft look for a power a power team to not want to play in the NIT. To me, it just looks like you're taking the easy way out because you did not perform the way you thought you were going to this year. So now you're taking the easy way out because if you lose in the NIT, it makes you look even worse. And I think that's what it looks like to me, and that's how I would feel as a fan. Like if Louisville did that, I'd feel a certain type of way because I played there. I'd be pissed. I'm like, why would you opt out of a out of a NIT or, or a bowl game? Players, I don't I understand the player aspect, 
But as a team and an organization, I do not agree with that from a university. Man, look, look, I, I, I want you to have this same energy. And do, do they get opportunity when the, like if they had opportunity to play into the tournament? Like they had an opportunity. Do the team get a chance to decide on whether or not they get to play in the tournament? Because you just gave them that opportunity for the NIT. It shouldn't be any different. A tournament is a tournament. I, I, if you're not going to give me that same power to make that decision That's for the national, false. say what? That's completely false. The NIT what? is not the same. On the, it's like the it's a tournament. It's like it's you. It's after the season. It's like right, but. The, but it's, you don't win. You, you literally come home with nothing. You come home with nothing. I, do, I we, do we? Do we? Do we know? One thing. Do we know that that if a school could a school turn down a bid to the big dance if they wanted? Do we know they can't? I have no idea on that. I, I, that's, that's not. That's they, not what I'm saying. They, they wouldn't. Because that's what I'm saying. They wouldn't. The big dance. Right. Get a chance to play. That's, not, we're, that's not what we're arguing. Right, right, right. 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 I'm talking about Andrew's specific argument. His specific argument was that after the regular season, players don't play in tournaments after the regular season because they don't want to get hurt and things like that. Oh, no, the NIT doesn't matter. This is after the, the season. NIT, thank you, Tom. The NIT doesn't matter. You're not playing for anything of any kind of relevance. I do think impressible is playing after so, the regular season. Hold on. So, so then my question would be, my question, my argument would be in their football standards for the North Carolina football team. So, or you're fine with them declining playing in a bowl game? That's not a national championship. It's the same thing because you'd want them to play in their bowl game, right? I, I would, but I'm okay if they don't. If it's not in the best interest of the team and the program, yeah, yes. but they're never going to turn that down, and it's a less and it means nothing. The lesser bowl games mean nothing. I wouldn't it's just say like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it means nothing. So, if a team is. If, let me say this: If a team is in, uh, just riddled with injuries, and it's at a point to where they don't feel that they have enough depth to play, I would be totally fine with a team opting out of that to play that game. But is that now, North Carolina yes, right now? I would say this. I would say this when, as it relates to to football, you have a huge roster, and it's always good to develop the younger guys. And 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 time will tell you this because we've discussed this earlier. My only issue with North Carolina not playing in this is because the younger guys who didn't get to play, that's more practices for them. That's more an opportunity for them to get in the game. For next year. But here's, right, but here's the issue. Hubert Davis hasn't played those guys all year. Why would he switch anything up for the NIT? Because the, the players the reality, may opt out. The players that are ahead of them could. may opt out. So that's when but you play when you them. Have, I agree. But like I said before, when the team as a whole says, hey, look, we're, we're just, we're just, we're, we're not, we don't want to play. We're not ready to so, play. I'll give I think you, that's important. To, I'll give to you a little play. insight on that. Anything. I'll give you a little insight on how that works with the team. The older guys make that decision. Nobody else has any say. Whatever the older guys say, everybody else is agreeing with whatever they say. So if three guys are oldest, they can say, we don't want to play. Every other player has to fall in line, and they're going to. So it's not really a team decision. That's in general. Most of the time, it's not a team decision. It's the the majority of the high, hierarchy of the top of any team. They're making that decision for everybody else, and they don't have a say. You know what? The more and more I think about this, like I knew we were in trouble when he said, I'm not like time. I'm so, not delusional. Well, I, I do and have, went right into his delusions. I do have one question. I, know I don't think time, it's delusional. I think, it, I think it's logical. I do know time is a North Carolina fan as well. So how does it make y'all feel that Duke lost their head coach and they were could have been a three seed in the tournament, but they're a five seed and they lost the one of the best coaches of all time? 
How does that make y'all feel? I know that they're your rival, like, and y'all y'all should have been right there with them, but y'all aren't. So, in general, just as a fan, how does that make y'all feel, knowing that y'all should have been the same way? Are you blaming the coach? You blaming the team? How does that work? Well, honestly, it's hard to tell. I'm not in those locker rooms. I can tell you this. Oh, bro, now he's not in the locker rooms. Yeah, he's not in the locker rooms now. But he was just fucking giving us 33 percent shooting from the field, like he was. So here's the deal. You are what your record is. Duke's beaten us twice. They have a better record. They have a better resume. Um, uh, as far as a, a, the seeding goes, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see them being on the three line. I, know, I was thinking probably at least a four, a, a five. I feel is probably a little unfair because they're ranked what twenty first. They've, they've got, they've beaten just about anybody. They deserved to probably be on that at least the four line. To me, the biggest snub is Clemson. They be, they demolished state three times and state got in and, and Clemson didn't. So I mean I think there's there's so many ways you can look at it and I do feel being in the room with those guys is like an impossible job. You're gonna piss somebody off, you know. Um, I felt like Carolina in a lot of ways is right there. You you don't win games you should win. You don't win the games that you should lead or that you were leading in. I mean ultimately you are what your record record says it is. I have no issues with um, with not getting in. Uh, I yes, you do. You do have now. issues not getting in. You do. You just said who got snubbed. You talking about somebody C should have been higher, Lord. You on here because you turned down the NIT invitation. No, no, I'm, I, I'm, I, I am. And you, I still don't understand. I, I still don't understand. I wasn't forced to come on. I'm happy to talk about this because I, I just. I, I, I love sports and I love the debate and I'm always going to be here to bring it. I'm going to get you with some facts. You know what I'm saying though. I, you, you're saying your your argument. I, still, I'm attacking your argument. You said that players. You understand that extracurricular things after the regular season, uh, as it relates to football. Let's just say um, there's there's kids playing in college football. They make it to the national championship and they're playing for not the national championship game, the college playoffs, and they decide, hey, I'm gonna scale back. I'm gonna go get ready for the draft. I respect that. I respect that. But what you're telling me right now is, is that if I got an invitation to the big dance, there's no, you don't feel like this. Now, if players talking about they didn't want to play in the big dance, like in the top, I bet you have a problem with it. Now your no. your thoughts aren't like, oh, let's protect play like them. I can't believe you're gonna do this right now. We want to. No, I would if if it was if it was a Carolina player opt, opting to not play and they're in the big dance, would I feel a certain type of way? I'd be upset. But depending on what that player was ultimately potentially going to be, I would totally understand because ultimately you're trying to make generational wealth, right? So I have no problem with guys sitting out because of that. And I also have no problem with guys sitting out when them playing in the NIT, there's only two possibilities that are going to come from it. One, they're going to play bad and it's going to make everything that much worse. Or two, they're going to play great and everybody's going to be like, well, where was this all year? They can't win for or nobody's gonna fucking watch it because it's the NIT. Well, I'm why, are you, why y'all are not playing in it? That's what I'm saying. So if you're not, if you don't believe in the NIT, it bothers me because. Well, here, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. I and I even put this in our group chat. Any other year, like like Sandra said earlier, Carolina's played in the NIT before, and Carolina could have accepted an NIT bid 
on other years. But this year, when you come in, you they recreate a picture from Caroline's past, throw you up, number one, unanimous number one, and everybody's expecting you to be, you know, this runaway uh, top-notch team and that you don't even make the bracket. I think you could just... What, what does that mean? Teams do that all the time. You did, Okay, you didn't live up to Dude, your expectations. You are someone who hates participation trophies. The NIT is the biggest participation that's, that's trophy. Not, you're, you're not understanding what I'm saying. You, what you're saying right now, Tom, means nothing because I'm attacking his argument and his stance on why the NIT isn't a great place. So what you're saying and your argument is completely different from his. Well, well here's the thing. You, here's you thing. attack my argument based on opinion versus like some things that would potentially uh, uh, come up. By, by not the 33% facts, D'Angelo. But here, I want to slide to another topic real quick. Because while I got standards on here, okay. uh, speaking of participation trophies, Gary got a participation trophy this weekend uh, where he realized that he is not D'Angelo's best friend. Oh, like, we going to put this out in the public like that? Wow, if uh, anybody look, saw look. D'Angelo's Facebook post, D'Angelo proudly proclaimed that his boy Romeo is the best, best friend ever. And then poor Gary went and commented in the comments with a crying emoji about, wow, this is a hard way to find out that I am on the bottom of this totem pole. I I didn't didn't think we were going to talk about this. I'm I'm getting a little emotional now. I'm sorry, Gary. That is so tough. um, Wow. I'm a little upset. Uh, he's told me this before. I got little tears coming up now. Um, he's told me this, but it's never been public knowledge for everybody else to know. And I know our persona and the public's not that way. So I was just a little heartbroken that he went public with it without talking to me about it. And uh, so I was a little hurt. I'm still feeling it a little bit. I appreciate you bringing it back up time. That's, that's Doctor, he's, he's that kind of guy. He is. That but here's, here's why I wanted to bring this up while Standrews was on, because I've actually said this to you guys before, and I don't think you believe me. So Standrews, maybe you can shed light. I've told these boys before, we have a big group of friends that we would not say like any one person is our best friend. It's just that like, we're all best friends. And these two guys say that's impossible. So I want, you, I want you to tell me what Impossible. you think about that concept. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I can't single any one friend that's better than the other. So I, if you're married, who's your groom? Who's your best man? The ones my fiance picked out. Well, that means you don't have a real best friend then. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I was like, he's got a my, bunch of friends. My father. My father is my best man. And then uh, I literally looked at, I looked at uh, my fiance, Alex, and I said, hey. I can't pick. I said you you pick the uh, you pick the last three. So she picked, picked who she thought was your best friend no, by your interactions who, with them. She she actually picked who um, the people she's the closest with based on who she spent the most time with. So it sounds like it wasn't time. It it was it was it was it was time. It was uh, our friend Bud and another one of our friends Paul. And Bud and Paul were local, and then. Um, uh time is was is always would always talk to her and give her insight on things that i liked and for gifts and stuff early in our relationship so she's always kind of valued his opinion so he he truth be told he kind of came in uh last on that <laughs> oh okay he hey, barely bro, made the cut i'll take it from deep but no uh, wait no homo uh what i'm trying to say <laughs> is though uh uh I think it's possible, one, I think it's very possible for uh, to have a friend group and not necessarily have one best friend, but 
I think in a dynamic like cinnamon and sugar, I can see how Gary would be very upset. And I'm actually, I wanted to have an intervention with Gary right now where I want Gary, I want you to come on this podcast right now and tell us how did that make you feel whenever you saw D'Angelo's post and you realized you were not his best friend. Maybe you already, maybe you already knew it, but when you saw it on Facebook, it was like Facebook official. So now like, so that was the hardest part was we've talked about this privately, but he's never went public with it. So the world didn't know that. So the world was under the impression that I was his best friend. And then he just had to break my heart into pieces by declaring it to the world without even discussing, talking to me, he was going to do it. Uh, and then he's going to probably say he was just caught up in the moment. It's probably, he's going to give some lame excuses and all this kind of nonsense. But like, it's just, it's upsetting that, uh, cause I would never put him under that pressure and put it to the public. Like that's just not who I am, but I guess D's that type of person. So this is going to swing us to our next <laughs> We were supposed to let you go, Standrews, but we're going to keep you on here. We're going to keep you on here. You're married. You're, you're getting married, right? Getting married. Yeah, getting married. Okay. All right. I, this is going to be a great conversation to have because my best friend just got married. Thanks. Tell the world again. And yeah, I, I'm <laughs> look, I, I, I'm, this is, this is me. Dagging that dagger deeper. This is me being a hundred percent honest. Cause this is the, it, it's going to, th- it's going to floor probably a lot of people. Okay. So he got married, um, Saturday, you know, obviously today, Monday morning and, um, you know, but Sunday, Sunday after he got married on Saturday, Sunday, I was heartbroken, bro. Like me too. Just sad, like <laughs> genuinely sad. And what's crazy is, and, and, and I thought about it like the whole time I was standing up there as best man, me being his best friend, uh, uh, me being his best friend, he, he being my best friend, you know, and, and all those years that we put in, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I know it's, but it's going to make it all better when I'm done with this Gary. I, I'm standing there, bro. And it's the most beautiful thing, man. Watching him, watch her come down the aisle. I'm just like, he was crying and I was crying, man. But then it just took a fucking turn, dude. So <laughs> we're standing up there, man. And they're saying their vows. And I'm like, you know, I'm here. And I'm like, yep, uh-huh. And then he, like, he's repeating out the thing. She goes, and you're my best friend. And he goes, and you're my best friend. And I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. Wow, that's how you had to find out, dude. <laughs> I go, wait, hold up. Did I just look? That just happened. So guess what, Gary? We got a vacancy. Oh, <laughs> so I'm the backup. Gotcha. Wow. I've been on the wait, wait. list. Yeah, wait. Where, where can he got a vacancy? I'm just telling you, man. Uh, in your when you travel down that road, I, it's a a lonely road because you literally have to shift gears. And Are you saying right now that Reese is not your best friend? I am saying <laughs> right now that, that's a Tom, t- say it a little louder. I don't think she heard you. <laughs> it's Romeo. It's Romeo. <laughs> Just that's keep backing deeper. That's the thing, though. We don't. We don't. We we all know this. But th- that's what people but the don't. The world know. didn't know that, and you just made it clear to the world. I just made it clear. I just made it clear, and I want to. I want to make sure y'all understand that. And the problem is this: 
uh, Andrews. The problem is this time. The problem is this. If you, every one of y'all have used the expression, don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. You fucking idiots are still doing it. <laughs> what you mean? Your wife is your best friend. She's your only friend. She's your, that's all eggs in one basket. You got to spread that thing out. So when you lose one, you ain't losing multiple titles at one time. <laughs> that's basically what me and Tom are saying. But why we have so many friends? You all can't, our eggs are spread out. Saying yo, you gonna so you gonna say you. You gonna say in your speech, you're my best friend, and you ain't gonna bat an eye, and you gonna probably mean every word that you say. While all of your other friends are sitting out there, like he just chose. He just chose. I want to dive deeper into this. So if, if Reese she, looked, if, if Reese looked you in the eyes and said, "You're my best friend," how would you respond? I, thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's the problem, though. This is what people don't understand, though. And and this is nothing against. Like I love her to death. You you. I don't think you understand. There's things that I share with my best friend that I don't share with my wife. So if 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 that's, if your wife is truly your best friend, there's nothing that you don't share with her. So I, now I will agree with him on that. That there's things that only only certain people know about me. Nobody else knows, and nobody else will know besides those people. That's what. So if that's the case, then if that's I'm talking about, know everything about you. Your wife shouldn't have to pick up the phone and call time <laughs> if she's your best friend. You get what I'm saying? I would say she knows she knows the highlights, even stuff she maybe wouldn't want to know. Man, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to tell you something that your wife can never do. Your wife can never walk in the room and make you feel like your boys make you feel without saying anything. I'm talking about instant laughter, happiness and cheer. And every time she see that, you tone it down because you know that it burns her ass up. It sounds like Kate's talking from example. <laughs> no, no. But you get what I'm saying, though. I, I do, I do. No, nobody gives me more hype than my boys. But the, the reality is, Alex loves that I get like that when I'm around them. No, I've dated a lot of girls that if I won't there, if, if if they weren't uh, my entire world, there was a problem. Bro, I'm gonna and, tell you. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. Good thing about her, Stan Drews. I'm gonna tell you something. And and I've had this conversation this entire weekend, and I will con- I will die on this hill. You know how your wife, you know how every significant other get that title It's the fact that you lay down and they pleasure your body. That's why they get that best friend title. That's the only thing hey, different. Yo, boy, and, and it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. But that's what I'm saying. That's the only difference. But here's the thing, though. For her to get the spot that she got, she had to go through way more to get that spot than time did, than all your boys did. That's what I'm saying. So if if it come easy, then now you know where your friendship lies. Because guess what? When she leaves, your ass going back to time. You going back to time. You going back to when? It's if if you lose your anybody loses their significant other, they have their friends to fall back. That's where you know where your best friend at. Because guess what? If it was your best friend, you wouldn't have nobody to fall back on. It'd have just been her. (laughs) Now you get what I'm saying. That's where I stand on when the best friend title for me it comes with. Okay, if we take the sex out of it. Who wins that title? It's not me. <laughs> well, we know that, Gary. Yeah, we established that. You get what I'm saying? Take it out of it. Who, who is it? Who do you vibe with the most? It ain't her. 
Because y'all argue all the time. Y'all live together. So I know it can't be her. Maybe that's Bro, me and Tom, me and Tom deeper... argued all the time when we lived together, too. Back yeah, but you and Tom argue about LeBron. So we yeah. Have... <laughs> Bro. We've beat, we beat that conversation to death. So yes. I'm not so, I'm, we need a whole separate podcast for that. But so you see what I'm saying, though. I'm talking about my definition of a best friend is, is somebody that I can spend hours on the phone with. I can spend... I, because we do it anyway, like whether it's over video games, whether it's over, I'm talking about in any mode of communication, whether it's group chat, where you're like, oh man, you know, there's nowhere here you can do that with your wife all day. I, I disagree. We we pretty much talk text throughout the entire day. You know why you talk part. text throughout the, the entire day? Because you let her know what the hell going on in group chat. <laughs> Hey, here's what I want to know though. If you add in sex with your best friend, where would that take him? Uh, then that means that, <laughs> that means you got a whole. That's a whole nother level. This, yeah, that's yeah. You got you got a lot of issues. I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer. It just bumps the next best friend up. In line to be your best friend because you got to talk to somebody about the person that you with. You have to. We're, oh, you got to have a, a best friend confidant to talk to. We got to have that person. So it just bumped the next person up. And then before you know it, you're like, damn, this person is really cool. Like, I didn't even know that. Is that, is that. is that Gary for you or is Gary still not even second? Oh, Gary the rebound best friend. Ooh, he know bro, man. You know, I'm. I, is he second, Gary, or is there someone else that's second? Gary Third. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now. Everybody that we writ right now ain't first. So don't try to play. Don't 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 try to act like you that. were third. Remember time? <laughs> yeah, I, I already know. I'm just trying to figure out: is Gary second, or is somebody else second? No, he's second. Gary, oh. I'm third. Bell second. I'm about to say, say Bell. I know who second is. Bell brother. <laughs> Yeah, but still, you brother too. But like, yeah, you want the title, man. Bill don't really care. Well, yeah, he probably would. Yeah, he would. He would. So, so D, would. D, I need to notice in your mind if Gary was like, you know what, it's my life goal to be D'Angelo's best friend. Is mm-hmm. there a way he could earn that title, or is it just it just can't happen? Oh, I decided yeah. to, to kill Romeo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If he so he got to come in this relationship like uh, Joe Goldberg. Like, yeah, he could be. <laughs> I want you. <laughs> I will say. He just got the reference just so, now. I will make the reference that he does always try to make me jealous by sending pictures with his friends. But my only comeback is I know where he's coming back to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the pose of the picture, not the actual yeah, picture. Right. That <laughs> makes him him jealous. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, again, I, I want to make sure and make this abundantly clear. My wife, uh, as it writes the title, like she she fit the description, but the title is Romeo, and she can still tell you that. Uh, it's just that you always need that person that you so can talk to. I will to. say, I Are will agree. his best friend. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. 
Say what? No, it, my, it my like, wife's best friend is Maria. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't th- I didn't think it was D. So no, 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 I don't I think yeah. it's fine. I don't because I know it's a it's a stereotype. Oh, your yeah. significant other should be your best friend. Yeah, I'm not I don't a think best that friend. Always has to be the case. <laughs> In general, I think yeah, it's fine for them to be your best friend too, but it doesn't have to be. And I think society tries to make it where you have to be best friends with your significant other. Or you're like looked down upon, or people think a certain type of way. Exactly, like, because they just like they was like, just, you can't tell her that. Just like, okay. reference, I just asked Cynthia if I was her best friend. She said no. See, See it's good. It's There's nothing wrong with that though. <laughs> yeah, like, and if you have a problem with it, man, then you obviously ain't lived life and breathe or put life into well, somebody else for them to be like well, that. Also, lifelong another, partner. Well, another big thing is you also got to think. Usually, the people that you consider a best friend is somebody that's been around you your whole life. Your significant other probably hasn't, for the most part, hasn't been around you your whole life. So, how could they surpass the people that have been around you your whole life? Right, exactly. Like, that's I, where I, it makes it hard for me to like, understand look, that. We've been in the trenches with this man through all his his different everything and downs. I got you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then you gonna think? So you think? That, and that's what I find very interesting, though. And if if it's not interesting, y'all should be mad. If you got a forty year relationship with Tom, let's just say you got a forty year relationship, uh, Andrew, with Tom. I'm about to say first of all, I, I, I know you, I know you, you are, but a, a long standing relationship. You're telling me that two or three years with somebody that just stepped on the scene, like, oh, this is my soulmate, this is my this, this is my that, has taken the role of somebody that's been there your entire life. Like that no, person no, that's no, been no. there your entire life should take that as like personal. Like, dude, are you serious? Because that's what you're telling me right now. So the way the way I kind of look at it is, is like my my best friends, if you will, they're like my brothers. Like they ain't going nowhere. That's yeah. how that's how I differentiate. Because I because like you you say, well, how can somebody come in a short time and be your best friend? Hey, Alex, I love her to death. She ain't got that many friends. I'm it. Like mm-hmm. she just she's not a socialite. She doesn't have people she grew up with that she's still close to. Like, like, I'm it. So, and, and that's and that's okay. I have I have a moral question dealing with all this. Then, if your significant other doesn't like your your best friends, could you still be with that person? Ooh. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, I, that's just in general for anybody. Like, could, but see, that's the thing, really, though, Gary. That's some the thing, though. Try to. Some Gary, that's the thing, to, though. And they're that's the thing, though. Friends, you, you're not understanding what he said. He's already classified her as his best friend, so he ain't gonna. If, he, well, she, she, I think he also did say he says there's a best friend and brothers. They're separate categories, uh, in his opinion. Okay. So okay. he sees I it differently. It. I would say your best friend and your brother are basically the same thing. To me, your best friends are people that you've known the longest, you've been around the longest, you most confide in with everything, you've, you've been through everything with. To me, that is a brother slash best friend or sister. It wouldn't matter. But I would say it all is the same thing, in my opinion, in my eyes. Yeah, so, like, 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 like with my boys, man, like, I don't knock on the door. Like, I got keys on my key ring that are to my friends' houses. Mm-hmm. Like, there, is, there isn't a the, – the boundaries there are few and far between. You know, yeah, well, so, so I'm gonna tell like, you that's it's a completely different ball game with, 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 with our group of friends. It's what well, well, I'm gonna tell great. you about this dude right here, this Gary guy. And I, I, I know I give him hell all the time, and he may he he doesn't hold the best friend title, but I, I understand what you're saying. I'm gonna tell you what I did to Gary about a couple weeks ago. I called him because I was mad as hell at him. I'm talking about I was heated, called him at like seven o'clock in the morning. And he oh, was like, bro, you know that I'm asleep. I yep. called I'm talking about, like, I kept calling him. It was like, I called him like eight times. Like, hey, bro. He was like, damn, man, what the hell are you calling me so much for? I said, bro. I was like, I was thinking about something, man. 
you ain't never told me you love me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, he wouldn't let me get on the damn phone until I said it. Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing. This, this is what I mean by this. This is what I mean by this. I was having a conversation with somebody else. And they said that as a person, if I showed you that I loved you, but never told you I loved you, would you have a problem with that? And I go, ooh, that's interesting because Gary always showed me love, but he's never actually been like, hey, I love you. And I was like, damn. I was, I, I sat back and I was like, hmm. He is it real like, love if you don't say it? And I'm like, he I acts know. like he doesn't know that I'm not an emotional person at all. I right, he's not an emotion. emotional person <laughs> at all. He's not at all. He doesn't say stuff like that, but he shows love. My question to y'all is, is, is it love if you've shown love but never told? Like, if you said, I love you, and they were like, okay. And they never said it back. But they show you love. Can you process that? Bro, if you tell them that I love you and they don't say it back, Bro, they don't love you. Hold on, hold on. He never I, said I, love you to me either, though. I until think, that, until I think, that call. I think, I think actions are louder than words. If somebody's showing me they love me, that's more important than saying it so, to me. And, and that's and that's your whole thing with the love language. People talk about love language, all the crap. I am not a word oh, affirmation nah. person. My whole thing oh. is acts, acts. Show me, oh, bro. You show me your love, and that's how I see it. I'm Look. not words of affirmation. Guy. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something. If somebody, if somebody says to me, or if I say to someone, "Hey, I love you," and then I get the D'Angelo Williams treatment, and they say, "Thank you," uh, I'm gonna assume that they don't love me. <laughs> nah, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not. Look, you gotta, you gotta know the person because I know Gary. So I, that's why I got hot because I was like, "Damn." He never, and, and she said, have you ever like been in a situation? I was like, I don't think I ever put him in that situation. So I called him. As soon as he answered the phone, I was like, I love you. <laughs> and the funny thing is, that was the first time he's ever said it to me. So I don't want to hear that nonsense either. He's trying to put me under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I was, she was like, have you ever said it to him? I was like, I think I have. Because oh. no, I'm, I'm an acts of servitude versus uh, words of affirmation. Yeah. I don't care about words. Words mean nothing to me. It's yeah. acts of servitude. You showing me doing things, knowing I can count on you for anything. That's that's how you show me. Oh yeah, I'm a clingy fan, friend, Andrews. I know me. I know myself. I'm a clingy friend. I want to know all my friends' friends. Like if so, he brings somebody up that I ain't heard in a while, like and like when who does he know? We're like that too, man. Like we we kind of we have friends. Our, our friend group expands because we introduce one another to, to our our close friends and Ooh, hell, man, that doesn't that doing. doesn't really happen nah, so nah. your your close group doesn't get big new ones in nah, not that nah, close nah uh, ours, ours does yeah nah, i can't trust those uh-uh. people. I don't hell, know nah. Nah. Uh-uh. So you're saying it's not everybody it's not everybody nah uh-uh. nah uh-uh. <laughs> that's it yeah. i'm telling you right now there's a handful of people that you can't touch in my group at all and it's not because of me. like I, I can't even control myself there's a handful of people in my group you cannot touch you get uh, it's a it's an absolute shit show i'm telling you it there's a I, it's bad <laughs> and i don't even know it's happening <laughs> but, no, I, I can understand yeah you'll be friendly with them but they're never going to actually be yeah. in that real inner circle like yeah. you'll be friendly with the, those people but like the chances of you being it well because again we also live away from each other. So like I'll meet some of his friends that I don't live, I don't see him all the time. So like there's no yeah. chance for that to, for them to be in the inner circle. Where, yeah. does, Romeo, where does Romeo? Let live? me say let me let me say this. Memphis. A lot of a lot, a, 
okay. a lot of it is from when we were all closer together. Right. We met we right. met we met these people later on in our lives outside of outside of when we grew up. So I mean, yeah, I get it. Like I'm not gonna be really good friends with too many of Tom's friends in Texas, even though there is one in particular I talk to on a weekly basis. So that I that I met because of time living in Texas and me. Oh, that's here what's up, man. I'm glad y'all hit Actually, that. he hasn't yeah. introduced me. He not, hasn't introduced not, me to anybody. Not true. In Texas. Y'all know who he's talking about. Oh, remember, yeah. remember live tone? No, not live. The guy that came on and talked talked about his mom's heart uh, health issues. And then and then said a hip hop <laughs> when he wanted to talk about himself. You got a nice group of friends, Ty. <laughs> Because <laughs> the thing is, he talked about his, all of his mom's ailments, but when we asked him about his stuff, HIPAA, what? Yeah. <laughs> Everything about your mom. Hey, Tom, was that when Tone had COVID? He came on. Was that? Was yeah. That, that, when that yeah, was talking okay, about I, COVID and everything. I remember that episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 interesting. <laughs> well, speaking of ailments and uh, medicine and all that, I want to shift us to our last topic for tonight, and it's going to be everybody's favorite topic because, and you know, with Sanders, we'll leave you in on this one because I know you're a big fan of this uh, last person, and we are going to talk about LeBron James and the uh, PEDs. He's a steroid he, user, uh, allegedly, and, and you got to look at who the source is for this information. But I wanted to get y'all's well, take. There's been two sources now, not well, just one. Second, I hadn't heard the second. The one. actual guy that provides the stuff, both oh, him no. and Child, both uh, Child Son Sonan or whatever, they both said came out and said. But it. you're not allowed to argue. Came in unless you. I don't know how to say his name. No idea. <laughs> Look, can can I go ahead and have this argument? Can I go ahead and have this argument? I'm gonna go ahead and have this argument because what y'all finna say right now, as LeBron James fans, is well, it he, didn't. It well, didn't improve his John, jump shot. It didn't. LeBron James fans besides time. Yeah, he needs he needs he needs CEDs, championship enhancement uh, drugs. Ooh. So. Ooh. Uh, well, all I'm saying, he's gonna say it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't do his jumper. It didn't allow him to do this. It didn't allow him to do that. Like so, when you're saying he's at the top of his game, Tom, top of his game at the age that he's at, PEDs, PEDs. It, it just allowed him to stay healthy. And play longer. That and that's time's biggest thing is longevity. And well, if it if it becomes true, again, yes, it's an accusation. We don't know. But if it ever comes out that it was true, that tarnishes your whole reputation, just like it does Barry Bonds and all these people. Now, one thing I will bring up about LeBron time that I'm very uh, it's it's pretty bad. And you can you please admit this is bad. He's flaunting so much about how he's the leading scorer. He's getting all these. Re- Things given given to him, he's flaunting it all around. Like you never saw that from Kareem. Kareem didn't care that he was a leading scorer. Like why is he gonna make everything about him doing all this thing? But like Kareem sold all of his his rings and trophies and everything, and donated all the money to charity for kids. Like because he's like that means nothing to me. That's that though that means nothing to me. It's all about helping people. But that's all LeBron is about. It's like all about him and everything he's doing. Like I don't but, know. That's to me that throws me off. Hold up, Tom. Let me get this one. Let me let me get this one. You you settle down. We ain't even talk about LeBron. Now let me tell you something, Gary. I have agreed with a lot of players on a lot of things that they've done, and I, I was hoping you didn't bring this up. But what I think Kareem did was one of the most courageous, the most absolutely amazing, 
dumbest fucking things that I've ever seen in my life. I would have never done that. That's ridiculous, but, but, Gary. Like hey, he, there, I, we got to find other people. ways to raise money. He could have just donated that. Well, I think it just shows that he, he's not. He doesn't care about awards, trophies. He doesn't care about all that stuff. If he didn't care about it, why did he play basketball? Because he got paid to do it. He wasn't playing it to to be the leading scorer and all that kind of stuff. I think that's what it shows. He didn't play the game to set all these records. He so it took it. him to be old and decrepit for him to sell it? He should have took the motherfucker in the first it. place. I don't know what he, he shouldn't have took it. it in the first place. If he feel that way now. I, all I'm saying, Gary. More money. I don't know. I, I, all I'm saying, Gary, is this right here. If I go out there and I win 14 Super Bowls, seven like Tom Brady, or three or one or two and a half, or winning a conference championship, and we I, I earn that, man. They're they not just giving those away, Gary. They're not just giving. I can't just go out there and buy a Super Bowl. Oh, I can't just go I out agree. there and buy an NBA scoring title. I can't go out there and buy these. Well, we know LeBron can't do that. Um, he can't buy a scoring title. We know that. Um, but no, I think that my thing, my whole, the whole point isn't about, isn't about like, I'm not trying to compare him to Kareem. I'm saying like third players. No, I did. I'm saying, I'm saying the aspect that it wasn't about the awards and all this stuff for Kareem. Jordan, as Jordan has said, he's never literally said ever. I'm the goat. I'm the best ever play. He lets everybody else do that. He says, I think that's terrible for me to say that. That's for everybody else to decide. But that's all LeBron talks about is how he's the greatest. And I to me, I just that's what rubs me the wrong way when you make everything about you, your scoring record, all this kind of stuff. Kareem was happy that you passed him. He's like, I'm glad somebody passed me. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like stuff like that. I I just think it just I don't know. I'm not a fan of, of again, we've talked about this. I'm not a fan of the showboating aspect, all that kind of stuff. I'm all about the humbleness. And to me, there's no humbleness there. I, I get what you're saying, but you got to understand, man, this is 2023. I agree. The, 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 the if, 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 which, which one do you think is better? Conor McGregor fighting skills or his persona off the mat? You get His what I'm saying? Was made in the money. Exactly. So the showboating, the Floyd Mayweathers, the look what I got, the halves showing the half. LeBron's persona's not making him the money. His on-court skills is making him the money. I, I get what you're saying. So it's complete you, opposite you don't, of you don't like – he's a trendsetter. You do realize the the the, the most expensive shoes ever sold. Or Jordans. Nah. Yes. No, no, no. You, you, can I finish what I'm yeah, saying? Go ahead. Sorry. Can I ahead. finish what I'm saying? Uh, from a brand. It's from a fucking rapper, and his name's Kanye West. Oh, I'm talking yeah, about every um, shoe that he drops ooh. is over market price. Yeah, but I think Jordan's right Listen there. to what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. talking about quantity. I'm talking about quality. So with, with, with me saying that, I'm saying this. It doesn't mean that you got to walk a squeaky clean road on your way to success. What you got to do is not piss off the right people on your way to success. And I think that LeBron has that. He can do that because he's big enough to where some things just doesn't phase him. Can you imagine a young kid that's in the game right now? Like, let's just say, oh, John Morant. If he went out and purchased this chain that LeBron James got, it wouldn't go over the same way to go well, with LeBron. He's not, yeah, he's not the leading scorer. But I just don't think you need to flaunt. Everybody knows you're the leading scorer. Like it's not that yeah. you literally stopped the game to celebrate and you were losing. Like, like it's just that was terrible. Like I don't know. I I don't know. I think they just. 
I know it's a huge thing, but I'm just not a fan of the showboating. I'm just I'm I'm more of a humble guy. I don't care about all that kind of stuff. So I think when you showboat, that throws me off of me liking somebody like that. Go ahead. I'll let I'll let time finally talk if he wants or stand Drew. Tom, let, let me just pop in here real quick. This is something because I, I saw I, I agree a hundred percent with what D'Angelo said. Like this is this is stuff, these are awards that aren't just being handed out. I do think this the reason he's getting rid of them now is because the reality is is the all-time scoring mark is no longer his. With LeBron passing him in something that he was known for, and and in some areas it kind of it kind of I don't want to say takes away from his legacy, but like like Kareem is no longer an all-time all-time leading scorer. Like his awards and accolades are just not valued quite as much. Because here's the reality: what do you think a LeBron James ring would sell for? Just one of them right now. I, I imagine one ring would probably go for more than the two point three million dollars. But, but that's because of the people that watched him play. People are live didn't Correct. watch Kareem play, so they're not going to be able to understand the significance, or they don't care as much. You know what? I'm gonna tell you what that's I'm okay what I'm with. Is devalued. That's yeah, right. but I, that's yeah. I agree with you. That, yeah. that, that's why though. But see, I'm okay. I'm okay with I'm okay with LeBron James when he turned ninety five selling his shit too, because they nobody gonna remember when he played either. So I get why he did it. I get why he did it. I, I understand. It's, That's it's, a fool if you believe that. Uh, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Because everybody right now that say LeBron James is the GOAT only have seen some highlights of Michael Jordan. Correct. Not full games. So what? That's what you don't understand. That's when the reason why. Wizards, Jordan. Yes, that's why I'm okay with Kareem selling his stuff because nobody here's remembers what he played. As here's great as Kareem, as great as Kareem is. Uh uh-uh. uh Here's the Just listen to what I'm about to say, Tom. As right, great ahead. as Kareem is, how many basketball games have you watched Kareem play? All right. Here's the difference. How many basketball games? Answer the question. How many games have you watched Kareem play? Right, zero. But let me answer this question. Okay. okay. Answer, answer, no, answer, no, answer. No, no, no. Andrew, how many games have you watched Kareem play? Me, I've just just highlights. Zero for me. Now you get my point. I'm okay no, with Bron no, no. And he's 95. See his stuff because Please. nobody's gonna remember him Please. playing. He's Please. just gonna be highlights. Tell me where you can go and watch Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar basketball games. Online. I. Look, as readily as you can go and watch LeBron James games, no, not true. There's not way again. more. There's Stop. way more content being captured these days. People are going to be able to access games at a lot easier rate in the future. The people Stop. of today's game are not going to be lost as Stop. easily. Nope. There's not games. At, no, you can't go watch a Wilt Chamberlain game. That's why he's getting shot. No, it's it's true. Stop. There's way more. There's way more content that's being taken right now that's going to be available in the future. People will not get lost as easily now as they used to. I'm telling you right now, in 10 years, in 10 years, I'm going to, and this may going to sound crazy to you. In 10 years, people don't go back and watch old basketball games. If you don't watch them when they happen, you ain't going to watch them. For the the last they time. Do. Okay, For the okay. People don't I'm, go I'm back. Glad, I'm glad you said, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Andrews, when was the last time you seen Shaquille O'Neal play basketball? I actually just watched his documentary. Not that. That ain't what I asked you. I said, when was the last time you watched Shaquille O'Neal play a full basketball game? 
like a like a, a recent one or a, a any, replay of an any, old game. Any, any. A replay of an old game. I watched one probably uh, a couple days after I watched that. So I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe. <laughs> but even even then, even then, I mean, I mean, I'm saying, but you get you get my point though. You get my point. You don't go back and watch. Old you wouldn't, game. You wouldn't have watched it if you didn't watch the documentary. If you didn't watch the doc, if you didn't right. watch I the game, I'm, I'm not arguing your point. Yeah. I agree with your. Yeah. I agree with your point. I do. I do. But I, but like, I got know, even a better one. I got a better one. I want to hear time talk. He hasn't said anything do. really. Yeah. I I got an even better one for you. They said one of the greatest point guards of all time is Magic Johnson. I've never seen one full I've Magic Johnson game. All I've seen is highlights, and they got full footage on them. So again, I ask you, time. How many Magic Johnson games have you seen? We're not talking about me and you. We're oh, here we go. Okay. okay. Andrews, Andrews. How, how many Magic there. Johnson basketball games have you seen, sir? Because they got enough footage for you to just go back and see. Not, do they? Tell me many, where. Not, Tell me where you can go many, find but again, you can go to in, here, Here's, in, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. No, based no, off no, those highlights, based off those highlights that you have seen, you throw Magic Johnson in your top three or your top five without enough evidence to even prove that he's up there. I thank y'all for joining the podcast. No, I want to hear uh, time talk. He hasn't got to talk yet. I got to hear him. No, no, no. So what I'm saying is, even if it's like you break it down to highlights. There's going to be, like, LeBron's highlight reel is going to be stupid. Is it because of how great he is? Partially. But it's also because there are more people with Of course, and we lose time. He mutes and there are more. There are more people in arenas with cameras now than ever before because everyone has a camera. So the highlights are going to be more plentiful. There are going to be more available videos of athletes today than there were in Kareem's day, even in Shaq's day. Even in Shaq's day and age, people weren't filming at the rate which they can now. It's just true. So as technology has grown, there's probably going to be a VR one day where you can like slip on a headset and you can sit courtside at a LeBron James basketball game because of technology. That's just true. So to think that people are going to get lost in the future the same way they do now is just not going to be true because we have more footage of these players because of technology. You're not. Actually, it has nothing actually, to do with technology. We're lazy. We're lazy. That's true. Yes, I agree. We're lazy. We're not going to go back and watch old shit like that. We're going to have to be prompted by either a documentary or something. You do realize that Michael Jordan became that dude with that documentary not because of us because we already knew that but because of the younger generation well, they was like oh shit well what that documentary did it allowed people that never watched and play to go back and try to yep. watch games because of yep. the documentary because they didn't know anything about them and that's <sighs> why so many people put videos on youtube that are lebron fans watching jordan for the first time and being amazed because like i did not know he was this type of player because I never got to see him play. All now, I know is LeBron. Hey, everybody that ever played basketball now is trying to get a documentary because now I can go back and legitimize how good I was. Lakers winning time. Like, it, it gives you an opportunity. Like, damn, he has skills like that? Let me go back and check him out. Hey, that's just me. I'm so just talking. I only have two things for you, Time. Two questions. For Or one question. One's more of a statement. Everybody, everybody's now really saying, oh, LeBron's finally the GOAT because he got the scoring leader, correct? More and more people are saying that, right? 
No, I, I haven't heard that necessarily. Oh my gosh. I, I, I have. I have. Everybody's heard it. We've been saying it. So, 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 been so saying my, it. my question to that is it's funny how that made him the GOAT, but it didn't make Kareem the GOAT when he was a scoring leader. That's my only argument. When Kareem was a scoring leader, nobody I said he could possibly be the GOAT. He was number two to Jordan. But everybody else, like, oh, Kareem's not even the top five. LeBron's easily one or two. But now that he's got to score now that makes him the that if, makes no if sense. that's someone's argument it there the rest of that argument is kareem doesn't have the rest of the resume that lebron has, he has more of a resume if you want to actually go into the actual awards no no you want to bet I, he has right. six nba champions six six mvps of the okay. league all right but what about what about the rest of his stats and what about <laughs> the 33 <laughs> percent no 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 <laughs> Two-time scoring champion, one-time rebound leader, four-time block, huh? Six-time MVP. All right, how many finals MVPs? Uh, he was on a great team. He didn't have. Just tell me. I'm asking you a question. You got the stats right there. Tell me. It was no. He said there was no. There was no finals. No, sorry. Two. He had two. Okay. Two finals MVPs. He's got six championships. He's been there ten times. He's two-time scoring champion. He's a one-time rebound leader, four-time block leader. One-time field goal percentage leader, nineteen-time All-Star, fifteen-time All-NBA. Right. So, gonna, so like that's, that, that's better than what LeBron has done, and he I've had the about, points leader. I'm gonna say this about the Kareem, and I'm gonna let you guys have it. Truth be told, Kareem Bilchbar, the biggest knock on him versus some of these other guys, he's played on far more loaded teams than both. Jordan I agree. And LeBron. I agree. Hundred percent. I think. I think. I think that's one of the reasons why. You can look at to his longevity. He could play forever because he didn't have to be the, the focal point. I do agree with you, Gary, that he's overlooked for being the greatest of all time because he's the first LeBron and that guy that just played forever and just seemed to rack up awards yes. because he was so productive so late in his career. And I think I think Le- LeBron's career tracks more in line with Kareem's than it does with Jordan's because Jordan did something in 15 years that LeBron and Kareem did in 20. Well, so I hate that people that, say 15 because technically it was 13. He had one year. He was completely out Please. and another year. He only played 12 games. Yes. So yes. like he I, only I, had I'm a 13 going, year career. I'm going with accredited season. Yes. But yes I know. You're, you're hundred yeah. percent right. I agree with you to that, to that point as well. Yeah. And he did, he did things in 13 years that it took people 16 years to surpass. Uh, that's, like, and that's, yeah, that's that's my my yeah. stance but, on why Jordan's the, the goat is my, the time and then frame. My only other comment to you, time, and then you can have it, and you can bring us out after you finish your talking. Uh, nobody else will respond. But you'll let you fed the last word for once. Um, do you truly? I want. I, you're not going to give me an honest answer because you have blinders on. Do you think anybody would be like in the future? Oh, I can't wait till those Lebrons come out. No, it will always be Jordan's. Nobody cares about LeBron's shoes because he means nothing. Everybody else loves Jordan's shoes. LeBron doesn't have that pool that Jordan did. He's not that type of player that people are going to be like, oh, I need his shoes. That And that's why Jordan was such an iconic person, and that's why he will always be, because he has that brand that will always be here. LeBron, his shoes will be out of business within 10 years of him being retired. Not he true. will never be made again. No, I, you'll see. You'll, you'll see. Nobody wears LeBron's. I don't see anybody yeah, I, wear LeBron. Everybody talks I, about Jordan. I think I think you just are ignorant to uh, <laughs> people sneaker, wear LeBron. The sneaker thing. I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you, Gary, because uh, people people still wear pennies. Oh, I agree. Had, and and I think I think there's certain LeBron shoes like the Big Bang Nines. There's certain shoes, he's but got they're that never going to be in the same level as Jordan. Oh yeah, that's two different I, things. Though. I agree. That's I two agree different. That. That's two different statements. I agree with that. You well, said and, that. And, 
Yeah, I, I said in the future they will not be. They will no. It will never catch up to what Jordan is. And if he's the greatest, it should. Well, that's not, all it should be. Not necessarily. Part of, part of that is being the first on the scene, and Jordan has established. Like you got to think, Jordan established his brand, his shoes. What ten years before LeBron even comes into the league? No, he yeah. did it in, in, in the eighties. But, uh, Jordan established Nike before LeBron was born. Yeah, you know what I'm saying when when did when did when did the first the, Jordan come out? When did the first in the Jordan 80s, come out? Late eighties, Yeah. So okay. I would say the biggest thing. Sorry, and I'll, and I'll really let you have there it. You is um, with the LeBron stuff. The problem is LeBron followed in his footsteps going to Nike. He should have went to a different brand and had his own thing. Otherwise, now it's just like you're falling in his, in his shadow. If he would have went to his own brand and created his own shoe and made that gigantic, I think it would have more appeal to other people. That, because then now you're actually competing with Jordan. You're just a, a second. You're, you're a little child to Jordan in the same brand. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Why, why does that matter? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Yeezys were one of the most popular shoes ever. Has he got anything to do with being the greatest rapper? Is he the greatest rapper of all time because he had the best shoes? Some people do put him up there. I would not. No, no, he's not in the normal conversation for greatest rapper. Yes, and he, he switched. He switched companies. He started with Nike and then went to Adidas. Yeah. Just, so what I'm saying is, he got is, bigger with Adidas than he did. Nike. What I'm saying whoa, is, whoa, the whoa, shoe whoa, no, 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 hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. I just want to just want to interject here because I'm the shoe guy in this whole conversation. His red Octobers, those platinums, all his Nike shoes are eight, nine, ten, twelve thousand dollars right now. They are. So everything that he did with Nike is just it's because they don't make it anymore. No, they just right. it doesn't matter what the reason is. I'm just letting you know yes. it's the, the value is still there. And, and it has nothing to do with the shoe because they redid the shoe, but without Kanye West's name, and it didn't sell well. I agree. So I'm just letting you know, and yes, he is considered by some to be up there as one of the greatest rappers. Is he the not. greatest rapper of all time? Huh? No. Is is Kanye the greatest rapper of all time? No, no, we didn't say the great. You that's that's tough. No, 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 because no, Gary just made it sound. There's a correlation between the greatest of something and having no, the for best basketball. Shoes. Yes. Why? I mean, why but, but, but 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 what we're because saying here shoes. is what we're right, saying but, here but, but, is. But, but is 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 hip hop culture not huge in the shoe game as well? So what they're, they're say, never, they don't make basketball shoes, right? But whoever is the greatest rapper would have the greatest shoes. Whatever using your train of thought. Well, we'll oh. say we'll say this right here. There'll impact. be two. There's two right, basketball there's shoes. More, there's different. There's, two, there's different things that are going to be in the greatest and something else besides the sport. There's two. There's two basketball shoes that will never be surpassed in the history of the NBA. Okay, the number one will be Michael Jordan. And the second one would be Chuck Taylor's. Never be surpassed. What about the phone pauses, baby? Come on, bro. I've never even heard of those. And we out. Oh, see, you disqualified. <laughs> phone pauses are phone pauses are a penny. It's a it's a penny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, 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 Theron, we appreciate you coming on today and helping us uh, carry this <laughs> conversation and. Uh, y'all just, you know, we, uh, Gary, can you give everybody your email so they can send you uh, condolences for finding out that you are not D'Angelo's best well, if, friend? If you really want to help mend my broken heart, my Venmo is just my name. Shameless plug. He says that his love language is acts, but it's actually gifts. So if you'll just go ahead and send those over. Uh, you know, he's got or a lot just of just come clean my house, clean clean the yard, and I'll take that too. Okay, well there you go. 
Well, we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. And maybe Tom will be back next week. We're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but we appreciate you. And uh, Sanders, how about you want to give him a wee out for us? Since it's your... yeah, no problem. We out! Oh, that was almost <laughs> like D. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 